welcome to this week's episode of the Dramatic Dream Dragons podcast here on the Five Star Network. I am, as always, your host, Sunder Bjorn, and we are, as always, a podcast all about Dragon Gate and DDT Pro Wrestling. I am joined by Yannick today, and Dylan had to take uh, the weekend off, uh, the, the week off, because this was his birthday weekend. Happy birthday, Dylan. And we got in Kay from the Five Star Network to tag in and finally join a regular recording of the Dramatic Dream Dragons. How are you doing? Thank you for coming on. Hello, I'm doing okay. Uh, unfortunately, completely swamped in work right now, which is why I shamefully didn't watch any DDT this week. But uh, I'm happy to be here and I'll talk about the parts uh, of wrestling that I did watch. Completely swamped in work, but still an impressive turnover of like... 10 minutes when we asked you because still said like last minute that he couldn't join. <laughs> so really, thank you for helping us out here. Yeah, no worries. Like I was basically just reading old interviews anyway. <laughs> that, that is perfect. Uh, we are, of course, going to be talking about Gato Bayside 2024 today and then some Sweet Dreams uh, coverage at the end. Uh, but Yes, we'll start off with the Gate of Bayside 2024. It was live yesterday on the Dragon Gate Network, January 27th, from the Yokohama Budokan, Dragon Gate's first ever foray into the Yokohama Budokan uh, venue, and their first big show in the Yokohama area. So, we will run through the show from start to finish. Uh, I don't want to start with the main event, even though... Uh, that is what I have the most to say about. Uh, but we should start with the opener, which was Madoka Kikura, Dragon Daya, and Ryo Tanaka, D Courage, defeating Don Fuji, Genki Horiguchi, and Daiki Onoguchi, when Madoka Kikura, with a mean as hell hip drop, sat down on Daiki Onoguchi after 4 minutes and 28 seconds and won the match. Uh, this was just fun. I I really I really liked the high the high the high flying uh, spots here and the dives right out of the gate. Tanaka and Daiki are so must watch pro wrestling right now for me. Uh, they are two of the bright spots in the, uh, in the company for me. But yeah, what do you guys think about this? Uh, we'll start with the guest K. What do you think about the opener? Very short. Sure, Oh, yeah, it, it was a very short match. I think it was fun. I think it did everything that like an opener should do. And um, I really like to see like the teamwork um, from the courage, like um, the teamwork between, for instance, Daya and Tanaka, uh, like was something that they built uh, over the last couple months. Um, and I, yeah, obviously the the finish was very was very funny uh, and still looked kind of painful. Like I really appreciated also in that moment and you know in general how basically Kikta has taken this kind of gimmick that like usually would be a joke. Like like his whole gimmick is right having a big backside and like made it this genuinely like dangerous, genuinely like threatening part of himself i think that's really actually kind of kind of fun and kind of cool like what he what he's made out of that yeah shout out to bulldog for naming this finish the cake drop yeah yeah that was a great name it made me laugh for like 
the whole finishing part of this. Like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was just a mean kick it up. when he came in, just was so mean to Dyke. <laughs> like you, <laughs> you destroyed him. Uh, I, I kind of liked the setup they had for they had for the show because it gave a lot of room for the dives uh, from Dyke. Like he, that was the the dive that he did, almost looked like it went like two meters out of the ring, and then he landed on someone. Like that was insane. <laughs> I mean, that's a very nice to see that the, the Yokohama Budokan was empty. Hey, two announced 2K. Uh, sure, sure. I, I, I think it was like half. Yeah, somewhere close to that. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to sit there and count, but it, it wasn't the best turnout turnout for the crowd. Yokohama Budokan, uh, as a whole, is not the best wrestling venue. Um, you know, to to give a good feeling, to give a good vibe. Um, and it oftentimes looks, uh, you know, looks empty. And it yeah. doesn't help that DDT is at ET. That Dragon Gate isn't especially good in miking up the crowds. I wish but, they had turned on the lights. Yeah, that was my I, main it was, thing. Yeah. Like vibes. This was a very good opener match. Wise, um, Sata Kaito couldn't be here, but you know. Genki yeah. is a good replacement, even though he didn't do much, yeah. which is probably for the better. Um, but it's just vibes. It was from the beginning kind of, huh, there could be more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you want to say, Kay? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, um, I think, like, for me personally, right, like, I don't super care about attendance numbers and stuff like that. What I thought, like, about. The setup is um, the lighting, like the the fact that they had it in like this just sort of like natural lighting without um, doing like the standard thing, right? Where the venue itself is pretty dark, and then you uh, use like the the ring lights and stuff like that. And um, I think that both made it look empty and it made the show look like less impressive uh, than I think it would have if it had had proper like big show lighting. Yeah, um, for I sure. Yeah, I think that's something that they should maybe like think about for the yeah. Like, it kind it kind of made the show feel uh, a bit lesser uh, because of the the whole setup that they had, uh, which sucks. Uh, like I don't like want to have that vibe going on. But yeah, uh, I I thought the match quality was uh, on the openers uh, for for the first couple of matches were really setting a good vibe though, uh, and yeah. We'll get into that. Uh, the next match, uh, UT and Gianna Villetta. Uh, UT got squashed by the newly, uh, now officially joined Seabrats, Gianni Villetta, after 1 minute and 58 seconds with King Kong knee drop. This was, I mean, it was what it was. <laughs> like, uh, like, at least this didn't go 5 minutes. Like, 2 minutes was enough. Uh, Yannick, the UT guy, what do you think? I'm a bit offended that you said the first few matches had a good yeah, precedent for the match quality. I, I forgot about this match. And honestly... You so did I. Yeah. So did I. Um, I said it last week. Like I was tired of Johnny Valletta on match 3 that he had. And we're on like match 5 or 6 or so. 
Yeah. Uh, okay, what do you think about Gianni Velletta and this squash of UT? I mean, I did expect uh, the outcome, obviously, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> the, thing yeah. I po- yeah, the thing I posted in uh, in chat with the Discord group I was watching it with was time to watch a man die. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I did like I did like that um, you saw UT putting in a lot of effort. You saw him like not letting uh, Valletta just run rampant and actually like trying to take the fight to him. And obviously, but we'll get to that later. Uh, it's possible that this match ultimately, like this match being on the card, served as setup uh, with regards to some story stuff. Um, yeah. But other than that, like I thought it was yeah, you know, kind of like pretty standard squash match, I guess in a sense. Um, the, the thing about this match is that I could have gone out and gotten something to drink, and I would have been back, and I wouldn't have missed anything. Like, it, like it, like this was done. It it was really quickly done, and we the show moved on. And I, it's it's kind of a match that didn't hurt the show at all because it barely lasted any anything. That's like, true. I uh, guess that's true. But we have we have talked about this match for way longer than it actually happened for, so true, true. You know, let's move over to the Mochizuki Junior Comeback Eighth Man Tag Team Match: Masaki Mochizuki, Susumu Mochizuki, Yasushi Kanda, and Mochizuki Junior, of course. M3K versus Dragon Kid, BB Hulk, Takeshi Yoshida, and Punch Tominaga. Eight minutes and fifty-five seconds. Ends in a double countout M2K special. The, this, of course, is a win for M2K, as we all know. They love getting the double countout, and what a fitting way, since this is this will be the last big show pairing of the uh, the M2K as a unit. I thought this was very fun uh, and yes. very, very, very fitting for the the the, the last match for them. Um, yeah, totally. This was, this was actually not the last match. They'll have a last match later, and uh, this was Junior's return match. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like, the uh, last I, of the all team the, together. Yeah, the last uh, yeah. big show uh, pairing. Last big show, yeah. Yeah, I think like for for that it was it was really fun. It was nice that like Junior got the big moment in the end. That was very sweet. I think like that really showed right. Like this is about him. And this faction is about him. And of course, like this last series of matches is also about him. Um, yeah. And like the sh- it sort of showed up the way he's he's grown right, and also the way that like even though he's sometimes kind of annoyed with sort of the setup of M3K like being all about sort of coddling him in a sense. Um, and he's, like, in this match, he, he really showed that he was also, like, fond of them. And he also, like, very, like, happily played into their tactics, you know. Yeah. I, I like that. <laughs> Yoshida was the best in this match. Like, him laying out BB Hulk with the shut-up <laughs> on the ring side was so funny. Uh, yeah, that was- that was funny, and he also I think I don't know if you noticed like he had um he had some great uh, some great nails this, this match like red with like a little da- with a little daisy motif. I thought that was really cute and like it's a nice accent for a that, guy like him. That is amazing. I have n- I would never notice that. <laughs> <laughs> Yannick, yeah, I definitely did not. Um, I had had a lot of fun with this because this match 
knew exactly what it wanted to be. Yeah. Playing the hits. Um, don't overstay its welcome. That springboard of punch was a crazy. Punch. Oh, that so was good. crazy. Um, but punch just doesn't hit him when he's on the same side as BB. He's <laughs> much rather beating him. <laughs> yeah, not much to say about it. Um, it was fun. Nothing you need to yeah. go out of your way to watch this. If you like yeah. MGK, you should, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. Next match, uh, Yamato and Shuji Kondo, the veteran team, takes on Team Muscle of Gold Class, Kota Minora and Ben K. Yamato wins with a Body Sister Sleeper Hole after 8 minutes and 26 seconds. Uh, keeping... Uh, having Kota pa- uh, pass out here, I uh, not, or did he tap? I don't remember if he passed out or. Uh, he, no, he he uh, passed out. Um, it was okay. a referee stoppage. Yeah, uh, but this just makes. I, I thought this was such a well handled match, and Yamato now having both a pin and a pa- a submission win over Kota just continues the the whole thing that they are setting up here which I am a big fan of like I I think this has a lot of potential and I thought this the work in this match was very 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 good uh this was probably my favorite of the of the non title matches on the show yeah uh, Oh, sorry. Okay, what do what do you think about this? Match? <laughs> and what do you um, think? Yeah. And what do you think about the Kota Minora Yamato whole story? Um, I do think that, like, while the position uh, Minora has among the uh, Reva Generation Six is more similar to BB Hawk, I do think, like, I did always think that sort of the persona he's sort of trying to affect is a lot more similar to Yamato. Like, he is trying to be this kind of very like somewhat vain. Um, like obviously very beautiful and somewhat slightly like haughty or petty guy and i think like that's very yamato-esque so like a feud between those two i think is very very natural um and sort of like i mean obviously we saw something sort of similar with like the generation conflict in that sense between yamato and yoshioka um previously but um yeah i think with minora it's a little bit different obviously because like he's a lot less accomplished as things currently are um, so this is kind of like, and especially with him coming off that losing streak, um, this is kind of about him, ha- you know, having to prove himself uh, as, you know, someone who in some ways, like maybe not in terms of accomplishments, but in terms of the kind of wrestler that he wants to be and uh, wants to succeed Yamato and like he has to beat him too, or at least uh, maybe, you know, uh, <laughs> last a little bit longer to sort of establish that right, I guess, in a sense. And, you know, his his talent and his possibility to join the rest of his um, Gaver 6 uh, members. That, that, that doesn't yeah. make sense in that sentence structure, but yeah, <laughs> you get what I mean. Like, at the, at the top of the promotion. Like, he's the one who's lagging behind right now, in addition to Strong Machine J, but we'll get to that later. And he kind of has to prove himself with that feud, and I think that's a very good idea. Like, that's, that's a, good, a good spot for him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like, I, I just think th- uh, he kind of needs this kind of feud with someone like Yamato, who is an established guy. And I think if they 
if they build it for long enough, I think the win will be very meaningful in the end. And I, I really like it. Uh, Yannick, what do you think about this whole thing and the match? The match was really good. Um, you know, what do you expect of these four? Um, and I can really only agree with what you guys said. Um, I think it's a very good thing that they have something for Kota to to sink his teeth into. And if you look at it up and down the card, none of the Rave Up Big Six do, do well right now. All yeah. of them. Okay, I'm... The only <laughs> of the Rainbow Big Six that has won its his match on this show was Madoka Kikuta. Yeah. And he faced... And that, and that was the opener. <laughs> he faced two very old guys and a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? We all know that, like, what happened in the main event, whatever happened, only happened because Shun is actually too strong... And uh, therefore, yeah. drew out like the stronger sure. ghost of of sure. Diamante. Like he tweeted about it. We all know this. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. I have a lot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then the open uh, Brave Gate title match was next. Kyo, the hottest guy in the promotion right now, clearly uh, makes his. I won't think shame you. <laughs> makes his third defense versus Kagetora. Nine minutes and twenty-two seconds. Hunting jumping cutter gets the win for Hyo. I thought this was a very solid, very solid Brave Gate title match. Uh, Kagetora is just so good. When when he gets this kind of match, he just puts it on and shows that he still can put on great matches. And I love that. Uh, it was a very ex explosive start. Uh, two, uh, I want to point out, two months after leaving Seabrats, Kyo finally got new not Seabrats branded gear. Maybe that's why I kind of like ma this match. Uh, Yannick, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you think about this Brave Eight match? Have your opinion changed on Kyo's title reign? No. This match very much happened. There were yeah. some cool spots in there by, by Kogitora, but I felt absolutely nothing. Um, except confusement when, confusion when the finish happened, because it yeah. was so out of nowhere. Yeah, the finish is the, the big negative part of this match for me. But uh... overall, I didn't, I didn't really like it. But I didn't expect to like it, so, you know, could have been a self-fulfilling prophecy. I, the thing is, I before the match even started, I said to myself, throw away all uh, feelings about what you think about Kyo. Yes, I did not. Yeah. Uh, Kay, I don't know if, how you are feeling about Yo. Uh, what do you think about this uh, Brave Eat match? <laughs> I'm not, like... Like, I'm not, like, a hardcore... Like, I'm not a Michio-chan. Uh, <laughs> But um, I like I do like your story uh, as a character, um, so I'm like generally sort of positive towards him. Um, I like I liked his entrance in this. Like I like the physicality of it uh, and the way he sort of 
visually portrayed like his new his new character with that like usually right like during the smaller shows he just kind of goes around and shows everyone his apps but like he, he got a little bit more creative uh, this time and i like that he, um, he wanted to show his off his new gear he was very <laughs> like oh look at my new gear <laughs> but yeah and, I mean, if, um, you, if you have nothing else to show off after two year, two months of being a champion excuse me he's a very very good character journey <laughs> um, I do think like the match. I I I decently liked the match. I thought like the the finishing moves kind of lacked a little bit of impact. I thought like if they'd um if they'd managed to do those like a little bit more like in a little bit more of a snappy way. Um, I think like the the ending would have been better. Yeah. Um, like I when when I saw like the I think like the two last moves by here, I was like ah like they they bungled that a little bit and like unfortunately like negatively affected I think the match as a whole. Um but other than that, like I uh, I've no real complaints. Like I I had fun. I like it, it yeah. wasn't like ma- match of the year material or no, anything. No, no like, I, I like I just think this was a very solid uh Brigadier match compared to what Yo has done before for me. Uh and the 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 finish is of course the thing I have the most was the most negative part here because it was very out of nowhere, and it was very weak because it wasn't that good of a uh, looking cutter. And it, it, Jay and Ho Ho talked for almost two minutes about, oh, maybe, maybe the movie is stronger because it took the suspenders down. And then Ho Ho was confused why that would make this move stronger. And I thought that was such a charming conversation. Like they were just they were not talking at all about what was next for the for the champion or anything. There was just oh the finish was was stronger because it took the suspenders down and I thought that was very it it helped add a kind of funny charm to the finish. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah I think that's kind of like the, the, the fun thing with like having Holland on uh, on commentary is that like he is kind of the sort of audience surrogate. Like one of my friends once compared it to is like he's like your cousin just kind of came over and like watched wrestling with you um and i think that can kind of help like he he has like those those questions that you know like regular people often have when when watching wrestling like and he brings that up and then i can like discuss yeah. it and it's, it's i think very fun like it, it definitely adds something then uh we had the intermission uh which was a two, two idol uh, uh uh not wrestlers uh, two idols came out and had a performance sang two songs was fine enough i i'm not that big of a j-pop fan so i didn't really care um it was they did fine though uh but the big news of the intermission was that the return of the reyes de Pereas will kick off on march chicks in Tokyo, Corrigan Hall, and we'll run through March and early April until April 10th, where the finals will take place. And this was the me- best thing about this show for me, because I loved the Reyes de Pereas last year, and I am so hyped for this to, to come back. I was so worried because we hadn't heard nothing about it bet- uh, before the show. And I was so worried that it wouldn't come come back this year, but it is coming back, and I am I am very very much excited for this. 
it's definitely something to look forward to. I also I also really liked like during the intermission. I, I mean, for one, I generally like the combination of wrestling and music, so I also like the idol performance. I also like uh, the the interviews. I think that's kind of important. Like, I mean, Diamante didn't say, yeah. <laughs> didn't say much, but uh, obviously, like Sean's interview was uh, pretty fun as usual. I think like it's very interesting with him as a character, like how he always kind of projects. Um, like as a character, like I'm pretty sure, like as a real person, he's doing this intentionally. But as a character, he uh, projects like the things that are true about himself on other people. Like the way he refers to uh, Diamante being lost in a dream, in a sense, like um, lost in an illusion. I think that's very, very true of him in a in a way. And I think that's that's kind of interesting that he's kind of centering his promos, including like his day off promo uh, around that sort of topic, right? Like in his theme music, it also, like there's this whole theme with um, the repeating phrase of me no mai wa maboroshi, like which could mean the illusion before their eyes, like I want to, uh, or it could mean the illusion before my eyes. And I think like that sort of connection was, was really nice for the promo. But also, also I'm really looking forward to <laughs> my apologies. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I knew we were gonna get some shouldn't deep dives from you when we invited you, so that's totally fine. You, that's totally okay. Uh, no, I like that they did the interviews for the main event uh, during the intermission. That was a cool uh, thing to add. Uh, it did make the intermission a bit too long, though. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean yeah. yes, but it's also to to get TV footage, so. Uh, and I thought the idol performance went a bit too long, also. Uh, if, but yeah, uh, Yannick, what do you think about the Raider Pare- uh, Perez coming back? Um, I don't care. Wow. That that M3K dispense. Give me Susumu and Candy again. That's all I want. <laughs> yes. Okay, I, first, first I thought you said I don't care about the rails. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> and I got really hurt because you know that was one of my favorite things about last year's Dragon Game. <laughs> I know. Also, please, huh, Yamato and Kondo is cool, but please, Yamato. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I please have Susumu and Kondo still be in this. That would be awesome. And. Amy immediately when this news broke, she started like, uh, ta- like sending me like multiple. We have to look back at our uh, uh, like review of the blocks from last year and listen to our predictions about the teams we wanted for this year's. And I don't remember any of those teams except Hyo Hyo, Hyo Lun, and uh, I'm still very very sad that we we're not getting that Hyo Hyo Lun. <laughs> but yeah, uh, then we move over to the Twin Gate title match. Really makes sense for the Reyes de Perez announcement to be before the Twin Gate match. Kato Kiyomiya and Alejandro versus, uh, of course, of Pro, Pro Wrestling Noah defending their titles versus J- Jason Lee and Jackie Funky Kame of Natural Vibes. But here they came out as Kung Fu Masters opening their pop up shop in Yokohama. 12 minutes and 11 seconds, modified Shining Wizard gets the win for Kaito Kiyomi and Alejandro. First successful defense. Man, 
this was tagged in wrestling. I I thought this was so fun. Uh, Alejandro is such a such a good wrestler. He was he was the star of this match in my opinion. I thought there was so many good spots with him, and I just want him here full time. <laughs> Yannick, what do you think about the Twin Gate match? Easily match of the night for me. Um, I'm really impressed, not by Alejandro, because this is a title match and he doesn't get them too often. Um, so, like, I'm expecting him to be on his A game. But, like, obviously Kaito is an amazing wrestler. But, yeah. realistically, he has no reason to go as hard as he did here. So I'm really happy with the performance of all four of them. You said that Alejandro is um, like your standout. I don't really think there is a standout. I think well, they all four well. really... Yes, everyone worked really hard on this. Um, and what's clear with this performance is, to me, is that... Jackie and Jason are the best tag team that Dragon Gate has. And that they're not regularly featured is a crime. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I I mean, we could have said that when they had the match of the year in in, uh, 2022. Yeah, it's a year and a half ago. Yeah. But but the the fact that they have not challenged for the titles, except for the bad three-way last year since then is a crime and like they 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 barely they barely wasn't player in Reyes de Perez last year but they had a lot of good matches but they weren't like in contention to win um and i i hope that changes this year i i i know that the the team that probably wins this year is probably uh another version of the courage <laughs> but uh i i'm hoping for uh Confer masters to go further than they did last year in the rest of the this year. And... I, and as you all know, I don't watch Noah or New Japan. So I yeah. was very surprised when we got a good looking shining wizard out of Kaito here. <laughs> it's hey, the okay. first time that I've seen him do one that looked halfway convincing. <laughs> yeah, I mean um Kay, what do you think about the Twin Gate match? I mean, I thought like, even though I personally uh, was more emotionally invested in the main, I thought like, if if I tried to be quote unquote objective, I thought it was probably the best match on the show. Um, I think that like with Jason beefing up more recently, like him and Kame kind of make up more of a sort of traditional sort of speed and muscle combination, uh, pun not intended. but um, because like previously it was more like um, sort of a youth and experience combination, but like now they're also with their builds getting more like in that sense, more conventional. And that kind of like in this much showed that works for them uh, as a combination. I thought like for me, the, the center of the match, at least the emotional center was Kame. Uh, like he did a great job as a sort of like underdog baby face um, character of the match is sort of like who you want to see win like who, is, who struggles with all this strength uh, and like gets like the, the cool sort of more like breakthrough moments against the overwhelming opponents i thought that was that was a really like good performance like he's a very very good uh, underdog baby face and like he's 
obviously like hopefully uh, gonna continue being a central character in in Dragon Gate this year and obviously like his team with Jason is also great um I think like both in terms of story in terms of um their characters in terms of their sort of um yeah their fighting styles now and they fit together very well they make a very fun and entertaining team I definitely love to see them uh, in Rey de Parejas again this year um and obviously I'd also like to see more story stuff with them right like we got a little bit of that this January um where Jason like posted um old pictures like of his storyline um where like everyone was fighting over him when he saw the same thing happen to Kamei like there's some fan photographers who made like who took like pictures of Jason at ringside while Kamei was going through that story and like him sort of like hugging himself and sort of shrinking back I thought it was like a really nice story touch and if they continue with that story uh, throughout the year I think that's something they can build on like this connection of them having gone through this sort of similar difficult experience um, and the way that you know banding together over that makes them stronger so you know even though I personally my guess for Rede Parahas is that like if Yoshioka is healthy by then like they're probably going to bring him back yeah. and it's going to be uh, originally encouraged like getting their getting their um, Kiyomiya match at last after winning um, but I, I like if if they if they wanna completely uh, go against that sort of uh, traditional paradigm and instead make Kung Fu Masters the winners, like uh, Jason and Jackie specifically, I uh, like I would not mind that at all. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. Um, I, I like the fact that uh, like they the story between these two have you have always been that Jackie was the one that got Jason to choose uh, natural vibes in that whole story. Mm-hmm. And and now to see the roles reversed is kind of uh, is very interesting. Uh and um I, I hope they play more into that and w- they will probably play more into that in the upcoming uh, elimination match, but we'll talk about that uh mm-hmm. soon actually because the next match is the hope the triangle gate match. But yeah, uh definitely match of the night for me as well. But we move over to the Open the Triangle Gate title match. Kai, Ishin, and Yoshiki Kato of Seabrats versus Casey, Strong Machine J, and Big Boss Shimizu. First successful, no, second successful defense for the Seabrats team when after 15 minutes and 50 seconds, Kai pins his Yokohama. Uh, bro, 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 no, well, he. he <laughs> His uh, fellow Yokohama uh, hometown Native. boy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Strong Machine J with the Meteor Impact Kai. Uh, and yeah, this match was, of course, uh, very oversha- almost overshadowed by the fact that they brought in... Kai came out with a masked C, uh, kind of same thing that they did with, uh, with Ishin and Yoshiki Kato, but this time... He was in Jackie's pants, and he was noticeably very short. Um, and uh, th- th- he w- he was kind of an overlooming uh, thread throughout this match, and kind of was in the background of the of all the spots, and always had some attention uh, brought to him. Uh, the match itself followed a very very similar Seabrat style. Very started out very crowd brawling, but then they got back into the ring, and it kind of got really fun. Uh, the camera missed the Mask C ref pull out after the machine suplex, which was a bit weird. But it, it, I thought 
it like that that lessened the ref pull up match part of that machine suplex spot. But I really liked SMJ and Kai's final uh, stretch together here, and Kai getting over was pr- pretty cool. So yeah, um, the match itself in ring, I I thought was very good, but there was of course the looming who is Mask C thread going throughout the match that kind of kept you a bit distracted. Uh, Kay, what did you think about this? Yeah, I also had uh, I had a lot of fun with the in-ring part. I do like I personally for like for me personally the ref bumping wasn't a problem because it kind of like put you in the head uh, of Strong Machine J, right? Like you think like he's got it one, like and then like you just like you just hear the noise. Yeah. Oh, the only problem I have with it is that uh, I, the camera missed it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like I, I like and like you. But because the camera doesn't like focus on it, right? Like you just see him, and you like like you think you think he's got one, and you just hear the noise and see the sort of person backing away from the referee. I, I like sort of the sort of subtle implication of that in a sense, even though it probably wasn't how it was intended to be. Um, and something also I, which I found interesting in terms of dedication uh, of the masked sea figure is that they not only wore Kame's pants, they also wore a set of his shoes. Yeah. Uh, which we know because Kame later after the match uh, posted a picture of his uh, his gear um, uh, in his dressing room being rifled through and uh, a pair of his pants and a pair of shoes missing with um, you know some like doubting how honest Kame is some casting suspicions on uh, UT who was the first to quote tweet that talking about how that dastardly figure had cost them the match <laughs> like UT is generally like a very popular suspicion candidate because he wasn't at ringside for this match uh, yes. and he, also he, like, he fits this uh, he fits the size but we, yeah, we'll talk the, we'll talk all about yes, Masky yeah, after <laughs> and he keeps posting about it but yeah like um, I do think that like I had this moment of like Ah, they're, they're not gonna reveal who it is, and it's gonna be kind of annoying, especially like for me uh, for for interview reasons. But yeah. uh, like, I I had this moment of like, oh, please, can you maybe like for my personal convenience, can you please reveal who it is? And I was like, no, yeah. no, not gonna do it. <laughs> but uh, I do think like the solution they ultimately went with, like the I I do wanna see the the whole drama of this uh, this match that they. Have planned to probably reveal it. So, like, I'm in in hindsight, I'm okay with it. Just like in the moment, yeah. Before we talk about that, I just want to get Yannick's thoughts about the match in the ring. (laughs) Thank you, Yannick. Yannick, what do you think about the Triangle Gate match in the ring? The match was really good. Yeah. Um, I have it not that far behind the behind the Twin Gates. Um, even though it was, um, you know. Crowd brawly and heelish heating um, stuff. I really did like that they put the the focus on Kai and Strong Machine Che because yeah. Big Match Kai is still very good. Um, yeah. And what I really liked is just seeing how Kato and Ishin are figuring it out. You know, being that new generation of heels in this in this and company, size very size sizable heels, like very heavyweight style heels. Yes, 
even though I mean, even with Kato, I have some suspicions, like how much of a heavyweight he would be in other promotions. Okay. I mean, yeah. if you compare him to, to Strong Machine J, who looks big in, in Dragon Gate, Strong Machine J is not big. Yeah. Um. So that, that was very fun. And I didn't think Marcy was a distraction. He was just a part of the match. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, just another Zebrats member, you know. Yeah, I think my my main problem is just I was always thinking, okay, who is this guy? I or everything like it's clearly not Jackie, but I, I was always always like trying to look for um like signs if you if you. The joke we made during the match is two two Espicantos in a trench coat. That was funny. That, I, that was I, funny. I, I think the, the two Minoritos in the trench coat joke was also pretty good. Uh, there was a lot of good jokes. There, someone was like, oh, it's Okada, but he he, he has lost a head. <laughs> like he, He's like, uh, it's like he's very short Okada. No. The funniest guesses I like got was like from a veteran a Japanese fan, and she was like, "Okay, the options here are and like she lists them all out." And my favorite was like, um, "Shrunken Gianni in brackets Maltese fairy." <laughs> I, I I think a good a good one was um a, a very good one was that this it was Takeshi Yoshida, but he had he had like shrunk down his muscles uh, with some kind of like uh, fabric or whatever. A lot of fun jokes coming around during this match, but yeah. Um, after the match, this is what I have. This is my issue with this. And like After the match, Casey questioned if it was really Jackie under the mask. Uh, Kai said that this was Maskey, the new member of Seabrats. You will not find out who it is because he is just Mask C. Uh, then Vibes started chasing uh, Mask C out to try and find out who it was, and it was very, it was very dumb in my opinion. It looked very stupid because they easily caught up to him because he was walking so slow, and they could easily like drag him out. But yeah, whatever. Uh, and I really don't like the whole, oh, find out on the next episode of Dragon Gate kind of aspect to this whole thing. I I don't think it works when it's a big show. Like, if this was a Corican spot, I would say, okay, this makes sense. Like, they're setting this up for the bigger crowd, the bigger, the bigger attention, the more people watching the show, the, the more press. Like... That is what they did with the Eastern thing. That is what they did with uh, Kato. Like it, it. I, I just think it's kind of weak to have it do be like this. Uh, they didn't do it with Kato. They Kato turned during the match. But, I, I uh, like in, in in the moment I thought that was a little bit annoying, but like in hindsight, I do think it's the better idea because like you get the maximum. Like you couldn't get maximum drama in this uh, show. Like the, the vibe wasn't there for like. You know, big impactful emotional I, moments. I honestly, think it would have more of an impact though. Um, like, I, to me, I, I don't, I don't think so because like they set up that elim elimination match, like that's gonna be a big thing. Like on that show, that's gonna be the biggest thing. Like in this show, it's kind of like semi-main event. They gotta get through this. They're running out of TV time. <laughs> 
um, I think it wouldn't have been as big of a moment. And uh, as I also said, right, like with the lighting missing, the entire show kind of had like the vibes of like Sapporo show except bigger. Um, so like I think Korak and Hall was like, vibe. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> But I think like Sephora show where it's like actually like it's gonna be like the main thing that's gonna be happening on that and uh, not Sephora Korak and Horsha where it's gonna be like the main thing that's gonna be happening. I think that that's gonna give it the necessary emotional impact because it's like a big thing for natural vibes. Like if it yeah. if it is for instance, I, you I, I get that. I I, yeah. I get that, but I just think it would have been stronger for this show. I, I personally don't agree, but that's mainly because yeah. like I don't but think this show had like a I, lot of impact emotionally. Yeah, that, I I guess that that's true when when we think about the main event later. But yeah, uh... what, what I don't understand here is the amount of attachment you put to this. Because... I don't know. I just I just wanted. I just wanted yeah, to... yeah yeah yeah. No, but, Bro, but hear me out. Why hear are you dragging me down that? that? <laughs> No, because it Musk to me, Musk doesn't really matter, and I'm totally okay that this is um, a thing to drag drag out a bit, because it all we didn't even know there was gonna be a Musk C. Well, we knew that Kai had a surprise in store. Yeah, so it could have been a plastic box. Yeah. Still. I mean, like, I think most people suspect that there was a wrestler because <laughs> um, it, that would just it, kind of make the most sense. Yeah, I, I don't guess... know. I, in the in the moment, and still, I'm not that big of a fan of it. If it's if they if they make it work, I will uh, uh, I will eat my uh, words. Like, I don't. I'm not that attached to it. I'm just saying that in the moment, I did not like it. I'm not that big of a fan. Yeah, for me, <laughs> for me personally, like the thing with it is like the. Like I, like I was, well, yeah. Again, like, right. Like I was just kind of like I just saw there's another element of the match, but like in hindsight, right. And like as why I think it's something that needs to be like happening on its own show and something like that is that it, if if it is someone betraying natural vibes, like if it is UT, for instance, the whole thing with natural vibes, like their whole identity as a faction, is that they like they're very very close. They've never ever had a betrayal. Because, like, they all love each other, yeah. and that sort of love is what holds them together. And But yet, but now, if, if UT turns on them, um, they've got Strong Machine J currently also kind of, like, if you, if you saw his tweets, like, he yeah. really hyped that match up, and he really hyped up how important that is to him, also, like, in an interview with, Re with Weekly Pro Wrestling. Um, like and and then he lost and he's like he's very very distraught about distraught about that and like he's been having sort of outbursts before. You've got um Jackie being courted, still sort of courted by uh, like like both Monte and Chun. Like did not imply that they were planning on like completely giving up on that. And yeah. you've got Jason going like through his trauma again seeing that. Um, like you've got all of this conflict happening in natural vibes, and like they are already for Dragon Gate since a very high, very old faction. So there's this sort of worry, right? Like this could kind of start a domino chain. Um, yeah. And I think like that's that's sort of the emotional impact of that. Like I like I like that they are giving a lot of focus to Seabrats versus Vibes unit warfare throughout the year. Like I'm. I like that that is a, a story that they're bringing back for with full attention. It's always been a story that's been in the background and on the house shows. 
but now they're bringing it back to full attention. And I definitely think it's leading to something. I, I do think that it's been a while since we ha had a unit disband match in the cage, so it it's for the the vibe they're setting. And I, I in in hindsight, I would probably like this more. Just in the moment, I was not a fan. But I think if this if 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 they said like backstage that oh no we can't do it on this show because this crowd is so dead that they won't react at all to the reveal let's do it in Corican instead I I firmly believe that the Corican pop will be uh, will be huger than what it would be it would have been on this show so that's that fine if that was a change made on the show that would be insane I mean we will never know but we will never that know. would be insane either way. Uh, <laughs> Either way, uh, Natural Vibes could not catch up with uh, with uh, Massey, even though they catched up with him when he went uh, through the uh, uh, curtain, but whatever. They could not uh, ca caught him and, and find out who he was. Uh, but they confronted uh, Seabrats uh, backstage, and um, now Jackie came in his Kung Fu Masters gear and said that his gear had been stolen. As as Kay said, uh, he had a lot of tweets about that. A very fun, very good tweets. Uh, and the, they said they have set up a rematch for the Triangle Gate now with Jackie Funky Kame in Storm Machine J's role. Basically, the exact same match, but with Jackie instead of Storm Machine J. And that has been set up for Memorial Gate in Wakayama on February fourth next weekend, live on the Dragon Network. Uh, so yeah, that is the first match of February announced, and then they also announced a second match for February, the the Corrigan Hall, February seventh main event. I think it's going to be the main event over the uh, M3K final match because this has more of a like drawing power, I think. Um, Casey, Big Boss, Shimizu, Strong Machine J, UT, and Jackie Funky Kame versus Shun Skywalker, Kai, Ishin. Gianna Nuvilletta and Yoshiki Kato. So, all of current Seabrats there. Uh, and um, one notable missing is, uh, of course, Jason from that team. Uh, I don't know why why he isn't there, but I, I like that UT is. Uh, there is... Uh, this, has a, this match has a special rule. It is an elimination match. So, I think that should be fun. And uh, I will probably I will probably eat my salt from uh, when this show happened uh, after that spot. Uh, <laughs> I will probably love it because that is how much of a hypocrite I am about this company. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we move over to the main event. Luis Monte making his first defense of the Open the Dreamgate title versus Shun Skywalker, his former tag team partner. The first successful defense for Luis Monte. He earns his first key after 21 minutes and 15 seconds with the Volta Finale in a very, very good in-ring match. I, I thought this was a very strong uh, like in-ring end to the show. Uh, the bumps in this match was wild. The, the, the bounce... That Shun did was uh, when he when uh, Monty got his knees up was insane. Uh, yeah, I really liked this match in, in the ring. Uh, 
Yannick, we'll start with you. What do you think about this? Before I we talk about Monster is... Mechanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... It's a very good match that I personally, I know Kay will be totally different on this. Um, I haven't that much of like an emotional attachment to. Like less than I expected. And I've seen it twice actually. And as I have no notes, I haven't taken notes. Um, I rarely do on the matches. Um, but there are very little things that I can point to okay, you know, this is like the identity of this match and this made it very good or this made it made bad. Um, but what I can say is that it's a very good and entertaining match with uh, constantly, you know, the, the curve of interest is constantly going up and up and up. Up. And I think even though the finish kind of came out of nowhere, um, uh, I think it had still had a little bit in the tank to go, yeah. um, you know, to like a real finishing state or like a satisfying finishing state. Um, it wasn't a lot of up and down. It was one big curve, um, which I think is. Um, very commendable. That I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, Kay, uh, what do you think about this match in the ring before we talk about Monte retaining? Um, yeah, I do. Like, I did really like this match. Obviously, like, I think the sort of like visual, uh, visual, <laughs> visceral emotion. Um. Between the wrestlers was like very like very palpable. Why why can't I pronounce words? Uh, in this match, um, and like the the sort the way it sort of built to like become more and more extreme. I really like that. Like I I was actually kind of glad that it didn't go much longer because I was kind of worried about the wrestlers' bodies. Like with that bounce, like Sean fully took that to the stomach. <laughs> um, like those knees, and that was like catapulted halfway through the ring. Like that that had to have been really painful. Um, like with a lot of these moves. I think like that was that was kind of stuff. I think um Sean as a wrestler, like at least like lately, right? Like ever since his heel turn, he usually kind of saves his bumps for like the really big matches like this. Like and you really saw it. Like he, like in this match, like they they wrecked each other. Um, and I like I really appreciated that. I thought it was a I thought it was a great match. Um, like I I noticed like after the match, I I still had to write up some interview questions. Um, and like I noticed that I couldn't do it because my fingers were trembling. So I definitely think it very strongly affected me. Um, it was. It was it was good. Like I and, and I think something that really helped is what that I even though it was Diamantes uh Mantes very first defense, um I genuinely wasn't sure who was gonna win. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was the thing that kept the the drama in this match very high. Uh and that, that is kind of why I wish the finishing stretch had been more competitive and more like almost dragged out because I've 
my big problem with this match is that I don't think the the big win over Shun felt earned here. I don't think Monte struggled enough. Mm, yeah, I do think like there could have been some more struggle. I also think like even though the the little moment that Hyo got um where like where he held Shun in place to like save Monte was good. I also think if if like he played maybe like a little bit of a bigger role that would have been nice uh to sort of tie that story back around back around and obviously like, i think this match more than anything else on this show su suffered from the bad lighting like it it did not feel as big as it could have um uh... yeah yeah like i think that that's a match like it was like the the in-ring stuff again very very good and i think like with mante especially like in the end saying like we can do this again uh anytime I think like that's that's kind of a good sort of setup in a sense for them to you know maybe uh, like have that be like the like have the proper blow up that like everyone was expect expecting like at yeah. a at a future at a future time. See, my big problem with this match uh, is that I at the end of at the end of the match I felt neither Monte or Shun changed. There was, I, in my opinion, before, bef Monte and Shun leaves this match going exactly as they went into the match. I don't, I don't see any change here. And, and that's my big problem. I, it, it didn't strengthen, for me, it didn't strengthen, strengthen Monte's case. Uh, I'm still not sure if he should have won at Final Gate. Uh, like, I I still am not sure if this is the time to have him as as the top guy, and it's weird because he going into this match he felt uh, the second to Hyo, and going out of the match he still felt the second to Hyo, and the the last shot of the sh the show was Hyo uh, into the camera, not Monte. I there was there it was a kind of deflating finish uh, and it's kind of like the the whole post match shouldn't just really quickly going backstage uh it kind of felt so just weak and I it left me with a very deflated feeling about this whole the show of course I was a bit uh, cranky still about the the massy thing which I let affect me at least, I guess, but I don't know. I I I would have liked to see seen more of more movements, kind of, uh, more more of a focus on what's Monte's goal as champion. Or yeah, I I do think like that may have partially also been affected by the fact that right this was being streamed on TV and obviously low, like the, they had some limitations probably based on that. Um so I, like, I guess I I, I, yeah. I wouldn't know about that. Like I know Jay tweeted that, but I I like that's I, I do think that oh. makes sense because, right, like as a TV program, you've got to plan the programs that come after that. So, like, you've got to, like, you've got to tell them a lot more strictly. Like, you you got to be finished by then because we got to send up like the next program. Yeah, um, I get that, but it was still a lot of time, uh, like where Monte and Kyo weren't doing anything at, at, during the when the stream was still on. Uh, yeah, so. I do. 
I do think like they they could have you know maybe. I, I think I would have liked the mission statement here for Monte. Like, yeah. Yeah, what is like your goal as a champion? Because yeah. I I knew I knew Yoshioka's goal. Yoshioka's goal after each defense, he said, "I want to face more former Dream Gate champions." I knew Kikura's role because after every defense and after he won the title, he was always championing, "I am the leader of the new generation." Uh, I am the strongest of my my generation. What is Monte's goal? Uh, he he defeated Shun. That was that was his goal up until now. But what is next? I don't know. I do he think did, like he didn't say. <laughs> I do think like Monte is like as a character is like he's a very simple character, right? Like he he likes he really likes fighting, uh, and like it's it's a lot of fun for him and. Um, in this sense, like I do think that obviously, like the language barrier is is a bit of a problem, right? Like they've they've done it before with him, like just holding promos in pure Spanish and like without an interpreter. The crowd is just kind of like have no idea what to do with this. He d he can't speak a lot of Japanese yet, uh, so it's kind of like difficult because like and I think in a sense a reason why he's sort of overshadowed by Hyo as a champion is because like Hyo is the guy who d who does the like the big baby face face of the company promos because you know Mantic can't because of the language barrier i think that's definitely kind of like an issue i think they they should probably like either bring in a like good sort of translator for him um or something like that um or like help him you know maybe write and practice something uh, ahead of time so he can uh you know communicate stuff like that i do definitely think like we like i think to a certain extent we're gonna maybe see something more of that um like once Scott and hall comes about comes around and stuff like that i do think it would have been nice to see um more like how how sort of shun is affected by this uh, as a character yeah. right like I like to a certain extent, obviously, like he he can he just kind of was just shuttle off there. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah that, that is sort of like his defense mechanism. But like, it is true that like if you compare it to something like right, like the end of the Jason storyline or like that storyline in general, like the way that changed him as a character, like essentially, right, like the whole goat goat screaming, the inflection with which he speaks, like it all changed like after the Jason storyline as a result of that. And like that felt like a major, major change for him as a character. And I do think it would have been nice if like this sort of big showdown with Mante would have, um, you know, felt similarly big, like as a moment for him as a character. But um, yeah, but like I, I still like in itself, uh, I, I enjoyed the match. Like I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Uh, but I do hope like that, yeah, that they that in the next one they maybe you know play a little bit more into that into that aspect. Yeah. I think they definitely have a more special one in them uh, that they can play off in the future. Uh, Yannick, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about this whole Monty retaining? You won predictions, congrats. Yes, uh, yes, yes that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> I won, bitches. <laughs> yeah, congrats. <laughs> I the think... one match we all with the the one match that we that you disagreed with me and Dylan on every every other match we all agreed on the results on. <laughs> but it's and we all uh, yeah. were wrong on the triangle gate, which was the only other the only thing that could went otherwise in any way. Yeah. Um. And the MVK match. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. Um. So. 
I think you really hit the nail on the head with the observation. You know, both of them. Well, with Shun, not really, but that doesn't really show yet. Probably. Both of them came out the other end of the match the same as they went in. Um, but I do not really agree because um, with, you know, a lot of things you went on to say, say because I'm way more on board with Monte as a champion as you are, just in general. So, I'm a the bit confused. Is, the thing is, I like, I like him a lot. As I know, person. I know, I know. I just um, don't think he... Right now, he's not strong enough to be the champion, in my opinion. I think he is. As a character. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. I think he is. Yeah. Um, But it feels strangely cold. And I agree with the emission statement would be nice. Um, We'll see what happens. You know, um, I don't know what the what the plan is. Yeah. Um, I'm not. This feels like the middle of a story. Um, yeah. But uh... they need to tell a really good story to, um, because it was a really decisive win for Monte. Yeah. So, so you know. The storytelling in Dragon Gate is kind of iffy right now, like on the on the grand scale. But I'm I'm trying to be naive and trust them, um, to make the best of it and to to tell something interesting. Uh, yeah. Oh, I I get what you mean. Um. Uh, now, after this, uh, at least we have some announcements from Big Hug, and that has, that is that they have announced that they are officially upgraded their team to a full-fledged unit status. Uh, whatever that means. Like, I, I thought they were re- trying to recruit Jackie for, like, all of January already. <laughs> so, like... Listen, listen, that was entirely about getting a hug from them, okay? They just okay. really wanted sure. a hug. <laughs> sure. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this yeah. means this means that Stricker now finally needs to do a an, a unit page for them on cage match. True. True. <laughs> I don't like that the, that they're gonna keep the big hug name as a unit. Like I, I no, like the, I like that name for them, but I don't think that works as a unit name. Kyo actually like he recently suggested like alternative names. And like one of the names he suggested was the name like he originally picked for the courage during the contest for their name, Mion Mions. So um like that's the alternative. We we could have had Big Hug and we could have had Mion Mions. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all were laughing about the uh, D courage at the start and now nobody cares. So no, I love D courage. I love the D courage name at the start. That is like I was not laughing at that. I I thought it was so charming for them. Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think like the, yeah, the I, get, mom- I get I get what Yannick meant by that. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, I do think like it would have been like it's it's kind of similar to the courage, I think, actually, in that sense, in that the courage kind of feels as a name very specific to Daya and Yoshioka. Like it's literally just their names put together. So it being a larger unit is still kind of odd. And I think it's kind of the same, uh, the same with Big Hug, because it kind of feels very specific to uh, Hyo and Mante. So like it being a big unit is going to be a bit odd, uh, I feel like. But uh, but it is kind of, I mean, it's partially, I guess, kind of going to depend on which members uh, they're going to bring in, because like the implication, obviously, you know, that they're, you know, registering as an official unit is they're going to get new members. Yeah. So that's that's kind of gonna... one would hope. Yeah. <laughs> one would hope that they get new members. Uh, but yeah, uh, that was uh, Gate of Bayside. Um, overall, I thought it was a okay show. Uh, it it the, the last two matches left me a bit deflated on the whole looking forward uh, aspect. But I I have I am turning around on the whole uh, mask C thing and. The Monte thing is a wait and see. Um, and I, I'm interested to see where shit goes from here. Indeed. I, I, think, I feel like they should keep them away from each other for a while. Uh, for a while, have Shun focus on, on the whole vibes aspect and have Monte focus on setting up the Champion Gate Challenger, um, which should be interesting. Uh, and that is uh, Dragon Gate. They ha next uh, week, of course, they have Gate of uh, the Memorial Gate on the fourth, and that is, of course, always just for the Wakayama people. Uh, the Dragon Gate being announced is cool. Uh, I like that that they always put one title match on that show, but that is on the fourth, uh, and then on the seventh they are in Corken Hall, of course, with the big Vibes versus Seabrats elimination. And elimination match, and of course, the entry K last match where Junior will be sent off on excursion after it. So yeah, I am. Uh, I'm looking forward to February for uh, Dragon Gate, and I am also looking forward to March and April with Reyes and Reyes being announced. So a lot, lots to look forward to here. Now. Unless you guys Can I, have anything more to say about Dragon Gate? Not about Dragon Gate. Um, okay, okay but, then, go, uh, but I would like to do a little excurse on telling stories like immediately and coming out of the other side of a match changed. <laughs> I think it's um, like, I do think it's not necessarily like it doesn't need to always be the case i do like i do like a slow burn i think like most good stories kind of in wrestling also are stories that sort of slowly build over a long time but obviously i think the problem comes in when you feel like um the problem is with like, every match not every story feels like that <laughs> yeah i do think like um they're kind of in a in a situation right now like obviously mostly influenced for all of those injuries right like basically breaking off uh, a lot of the stories that they were trying to build um like unexpectedly um and because of that i think because of that situation they're kind of like in a place right now where like they have a they've got a lot of stories in the oven but they haven't really got any on the plate just yet um i do think that the vibe zebra story is gonna be ready soon uh, hopefully <laughs> Like it, it's it looks that way at least, so that's that's gonna be nice. Um, 
like for me it's it's not that big of a deal mostly because like again right now I'm extremely busy so like I mostly just kind of watch Dragon Gate on the side right like I watch it doing workouts yeah. and stuff like that so it's like really not that much of an issue to me like if it's kind of just you know chill vibes right now um yeah but uh, but yeah I can imagine like if you're someone who just like watches uh like who wants to watch stuff like exclusively very like dedicatedly um in that sense and who focuses on it entirely i think like i i get how it can be kind of frustrating to have this sort of like quiet period yeah it just sometimes feels like this quiet period is going on for two years yeah (laughs) Uh, like, excuse I, me, 2022 was 2022 was really good in terms of stories. Like yeah. some of the best shit they had ever made. Yeah. But, but the thing is, like, <laughs> I it it really just feels like uh, with Dragon Gate right now, a lot of the shows end up feeling like uh, that at the end it's just more of the same that we've seen for two months now, and that. That goes away from what was kind of the whole thing why they got hot again after the COVID uh, with, uh, in 2022. Was in the early months of 2022, Dragon Gate felt so must-watch because you had the whole, uh, the whole Jason thing. You had the Courage having these great matches and always waiting for them to, to see what more will happen with that unit. Gold Class was kind of figuring things out and not really working, but starting to work with some parts. I mean, Rita was... Uh, there was a lot of... a lot... a lot of unique stuff that on, that kind of... gave... even uh, uh, house shows, like in, in Kobe Samba Hall, like this must-watch feeling, which was weird. <laughs> and it was very good. I, I missed that. Like, I can't remember the last time I said a Kobe Samba Hall show you have to go watch this segment on the Kobe, Kobe Sambo Hall show. Yeah, I do think, like, especially, like, something that really helped around, like, that time in terms of storytelling, right, is that they, like, they basically, like, they, they gave Shun and his story specifically, like, a lot of time and a lot of weight with the booking. Um, and I think, like, that's something that, you know, that might be good if they did it again. Because, like, he is far and away, like, the best they've got in terms of storytelling. Um, and like he's like you, you can like he's got so many threads um, that you can you know sort of pull on um, to to get a good story. Like he's got like I mean something obviously like once Yoshioka comes back, like that's a story they haven't like really gotten into. Like the whole thing that like part of the reason why he turned is actually because Yoshioka fucking lied to him and he believed him. Like that's part of why the mask versus mask match happened in the first place. Like stuff like that. Like, um, or obviously, right, the story with, with um, Kamei, with uh, Jason, with, like, with Minorita, he also has a focus on him. Like, you could do so many different things with him. Like, he's got interesting relationships with everyone. And I think, like, they gotta, like, they've kind of gotta sort of focus on him in the storytelling department. Like, he's not injured or anything right now. So you've got him nailed down. That's good. And then, uh, you know... Get get some like you, you get you've got to get something going with the young younger guys who are you know not injured right now, um to to have like the the good matches um get, ready you on like the lower part. In units. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's also definitely something. Uh, like more you like they've got to get things moving with the units. Like I think um 
hopefully. Uh, the whole zebra's natural vibes thing here is gonna, like, that's gonna be good, a good opportunity to get things moving in that way. Like, in, yeah. with, both, with both of the main things we just talked about, uh, in a sense, like, to get things moving in the Unisphere and to get, you know, shown a big story uh, to, you know, attract people to even those smaller shows. Um, okay. I think that's... Seabrats uh, yeah. versus Natural Vibes is probably my, my like, if you go back to 2022, that was one of my feuds of the year that, that, at that time. And they yeah. didn't really have that big, of, that big of an importance then. And it, as I said, ever since Seabrats formed, that is a story that has been in the background of every show. And I like, I like that aspect of it. And now for it to be on the forefront again, amazing. Yeah, yeah, I think that's like a big. That's gonna be a big opportunity, and like obviously, unfortunately, like we don't know if they're gonna use that opportunity, but I really hope they do. I I, I am optimistic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yamik, uh, do you have anything more to say? I'm sorry. Uh, we... No. Okay. No. But uh, are you okay with us spoiling DDT for you, Kay? If not, <laughs> I mean, I have sad news for you if you have a problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we are moving over to DDT Sweet Dreams 2024 from Corrigan Hall today, earlier today, which makes sense why Kay has not time to watch it yet. Uh, of course, we are recording on the 28th. I think it will be out on the 28th also. So, yeah. Uh, 1,120 people in Cork and Hall for, the, for DDT. Very good number for DDT. Uh, shame the crowd wasn't more alive during the show. <laughs> I've seen clap crowds that were better than this crowd. It was terrible. Yeah. Uh, opener. Antonio Honda, Harashima, Kasumisumi, Takeshi Mosara, and Tomoya defeat Akito, Sonshiro Takagi, Shinshiro Kamamatsu, Toru Washi, and Yune after 7 minutes and 7 seconds. Uh, normal, uh, normal, crazy Antonio Honda, uh, <laughs> uh, 10 man tag, multiman. Like everyone got to do fun stuff. Uh, the, the finish actually came down to uh, the two rookies, uh, Sumi and Yune, which I really liked. Um, and uh, yeah, th this was going on at the same time as the Royal Rumble, and I made the, the joke that I'm. I'm watching, I'm watching uh, uh, Antonio Honda do the same spot that he has done for almost twenty years, and you are watching the Royal Rumble. We are not the same, um, both in a negative and positive way. Yannick, <laughs> uh, do you have much to say about the opener on DDT? I forgot this match happened. That's totally understandable. It it wasn't it was that yeah. Uh, then they had an announcement for. Um, Oh, I'm going to butcher his name. <laughs> the Rampage Kaisei Takeshi? Uh, Takeshi? Uh, around this. Yeah, sounds yeah. about right. I don't Takeshi. know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, who is a big uh, J-pop star from the J-pop group called Exile Tribe. Uh, he, ca he, he sent a video message uh, announcing his... Debut match will happen on February 25th in Corrigan Hall when he will be teaming with Yuki Ueno and Shuma Katsumata of the Sona Kamina to face Tetsu Endo, Takeshi Masara, and Hideki Okutane. 
Um, we don't know if he's going to be a full-time member of the roster, but he will be starting to do wrestling uh, matches in the future, in this year. And he is apparently very big, because it, it, this Cork and Hall show has sold so much tickets. Like, I think it's sold out already. Oh, yeah, the band, he's in, the band he's in is super popular. Like, I've heard a lot about them, like, even though I'm not super into the J-pop scene. Yeah, he he's, like, the, the, he is very over. Yeah, he will not be a full-time roster member. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> uh, he will, but he will definitely bring in a lot of uh, new fans to DDT, which is always a plus. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I, interesting match uh, for him to debut in. Uh, teaming up with Ueno and Shunma makes sense. <laughs> uh, then the next match on the show after that announcement was a six-man tag: Daisuke Sasaki, Kanon. And Brian Keith te- uh, teamed up to face Burning, Tetsu Endo, Yuki Ino, and Yuya Kuruku. What? Was Kuruku in this? No, no it was Rukia. A <laughs> cage match is totally wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, it was Rukia. I don't know why cage match has written down uh, Kuruku, because he's still injured. Uh, but this match went 8 minutes and 39 seconds, and I don't remember the finish, because I did not pay attention to this match at all. Um, the finish is, is the only thing I've watched about this. Um, we skipped it, and <laughs> we landed right up on the finish. Um, it was some, think... move, um, some move of Brian Keefe, and then it is actually a tag team finisher by Kanon and Daisuke Sasaki, who are the KOD tag team champions. Um, yeah. It looked good, serviceable. Um, as I said, I skipped the match. Yeah. yeah, these two first matches are not worth watching, so everyone can skip those. Um, but the next match is definitely must watch. The last Cork and Hall match for Yuki Sakaguchi, and he goes against his student Hideki Okutani. Five minutes and 42 seconds, Yuki Sakaguchi looks like he legit knocks out Hideki Okutani with a knee strike. Uh, man, started off explosive, Yukio doing his, uh, his moves and just being the best. I really, really liked this match, even though it was so short, but I think it was smart for them to end it, because I think if Hideki Okutani would have let this match continue more, he could have gotten really hurt. Um, because it, Yuki was not holding back, uh, as expected. Um, I, I really like this. Uh, Yannick, what do you think about it? Oh yeah, this was... This felt just right. Um, yeah. You know, the kind of emotionless, but still emotion-filled... A match that these two would have. Um, it's very, very on point for them. It was interesting. The finish came kind of out of nowhere, which makes sense with a with a knockout. Um, and the thing is, I think he got legit blocked out. <laughs> like it was very uh, scary. The, 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 doc, the doctor went right up to him after the match. Yeah, yeah, but I, I like, that, that be whatever. Yeah. yeah, but still. 
I, I, it fit. I, I agree. It definitely fit. Totally. It's, so um, it's the thing that you wish you, you know, you get this one more time. Yeah. And I can see them do like an impromptu match again or something, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I love how nonchalantly Yukio is treating this re- retirement thing. Like, the match was over, and Yukio, true to himself, just walked off. Done. Yeah. I, it fits so well with who he is, and I really like it. Uh, then, the next match, we had the return of Chris Brooks teaming up with Masahiro Takanashi, the CDK, taking on Mao and Takamichinoku on Mao's birthday special tag team match. Mao and Takamichinoku wins after 8 minutes and 45 seconds. This was just fun, solid tag wrestling. So fun to see Chris back. And happy birthday, Mao. Another guy that had a birthday this weekend. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, this was um, his birthday celebration match. Man, Taka is cooked. What? what? No, he's fine. Nah. Nah, actually not. But I have to say, um, this is the kind of style... Um, of match that is really really works for me um and it 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 was masked really well because like masa is not that much better off for the most part um but in these kind of matches you know they can they can mask it really well yeah i i i really liked when um the CDK got Mao to, to pin pin Taka and they counted the pin. That was that was very funny. Uh, and yeah, as I said, seeing Chris back is just awesome. Um, I'm so glad that the surgery went well. And uh, they teased a, a a DDT Universal match between the two, but I, I we don't know if that's gonna happen. They they can have that can happen like at the Bucket Garden and. and they will tell it like five minutes before the match starts. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, really fun. Mao wins with the 450 splash on uh, Masahiro. Then they ran a big, uh, big uh, like video package for the King of DDT, which I did not know was celebrating its 20th anniversary uh, because the first King of DDT tournament was in t- uh, 2004. And uh, they, uh, in this uh, video package, they said that they were bringing back multiple former winners for, of the uh, King of DDT. So they are bringing back uh, 2014 uh, King of DDT winner, Poison Sawada Julia. Which, okay, we saw with, uh, how, how, how good they uh, work right now, and they uh, not that good. <laughs> um... Then they said that they're bringing uh, that Sanjiro Takagi is entering the tournament again. He, of course, won in 2008, I think. Uh, one year. <laughs> and then they announced that Dodger Gudino will be returning. And they announced that Harashima will be returning. And 
most importantly, the return of the 2016 winner, Shuji Ishikawa. So, it is official, Shuji Ishikawa is coming back to DDT, as we all kind of predicted when he got, when he left All Japan. Uh, and yeah, that's awesome. We do love the big shoot. Yeah, I think I think that could be really fun. Then the next match. <laughs> um, what a match! <laughs> the DDT Extreme Title, which is your destiny, Toi Kojima Challenge Death Match, Kasuke Hirata defending against Shuma Katsumata. Man, what a fun, just dumb company this is. <laughs> the match rules is whenever Kazuki Rata or Shuma Katsumata scores a two count fall, submission, knockout, or countout, then the Kojima challenge will begin and Toy Kojima will be given a task to do and if he succeeds then the match will uh, the match result will stand. If he fails the match restarts. This will go on until Kojima passes a challenge. And uh, yeah there was a lot of uh, funny uh, <laughs> challenges they got some of them worked some of them didn't thank god for uh, the the DDT english account translating what the challenges would be even though they were pretty easy to figure out but uh the first one was uh, i'll run through the challenges the spots in the match were fine they, they were good i thought they were it was very solid wrestling between the two in the ring but the challenges was the big highlight of course the first challenge was Kojima uh, trying to last uh, being tickled uh, for 30 seconds. He failed at 15. And then the next one was uh, that Ko- Kojima had to finish a whole bottle of Coke in 30 seconds. He failed at 10. Then the next one was that Kojima has to make a pirate stay in the barrel in uh, with ten, in 10 hits but he immediately failed like it was like a one second try and then the last one was a like ball on a stick that he had kendama. to uh, yeah a kendama ball uh that he that he had to kind of like land on this like stick and god damn it the charm when he hit it and he was so surprised <laughs> was so amazing. I genuinely think that all of these challenges were not kayfabe at all, and they were just waiting for him to to succeed on one. And when he succeeded, then the match would end. <laughs> like, this was... I don't think that that was kayfabe at all. <laughs> he was so surprised that he landed that, and it was so funny. And uh, Shuma Katsumato's re- uh, reaction when, when that happened, because then he would he won, was so amazing. Like I love that. That whole bit was so charming and so uniquely DDT. But yeah, uh, Yannick, I have talked enough about this. Uh, I ran through the results uh, of the challenges and what do you think about the match in the ring? I mean, we don't need to talk about the in ring. This is a um, this as a thing as a whole is so charming and entertaining it's exactly what i expected from these two goofballs um and it was (laughs) yes toy (laughs) what amazing Uh. (laughs) um 
exactly what I expected it to be, and I was very happy with what we got here. Um, generally, makes me very happy to think about this, and also, you know, Shunma being champion always warms my heart. Obviously, I was advocating for um, a double pin, so both can be champions. Yeah. Um, sadly, it did not happen, but you cannot go wrong in in any way here. Uh, yeah. So charming. It's, everything about this is just so uniquely DBT and so charming. I I I was very happy with this match. It made me so it made me so joyful about pro wrestling, and I love when the match does that. Uh, after the match, uh, Shunma Katsumata uh, uh, was was very thankful to Kojima uh, that he that Kojima won the title for him. Uh, <laughs> he is he never thought it would be that fun, but uh, he said that Hirata, you wanted to join uh, Sonic Amina, you can join. Welcome to so- uh, uh, welcome to the unit, and Hirata immediately refused. <laughs> And said, "You guys are too close, and I can't handle how close you guys are. So I'm gonna form my own unit." <laughs> the reaction, must reaction to this was pure gold. Watch it, watch it. Go out of your way and watch it. Was I turned down? I forgot I became the champion. <laughs> yeah, he just stood there for a solid two minutes. Yeah. Not being able to comprehend what just happened. Um, but overall, this is very bad, because um, Roof and I just figured out how the Sana Kamina Gentleman Bastards lineup fully works. And um, Kazuki Hirata as, uh, and Shunma as Kalo and Galdo were kind of integral to this. Yeah. Did you actually see the second part of this? What that your your new uh, uh, ranking of, of yes this yes Mao yeah. Mao became Sean. Yeah, yeah, that fits. That fits. <laughs> it uh, fits. But now okay. now one of the twins is is gone. Okay, have you read the lies of Locke Lumura? I did, but it was so long ago that I've forgotten everything. <laughs> Read it again. Read it again. <laughs> Read it again. Yeah, me, me and Yannick love that book. And yeah, <laughs> Sonokamina as the Gentleman Master is peak fanfiction. Um, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, what do you think about uh, Hirata starting a, his own unit again? I call Cap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I do think like the two clothes, like in, in in a sense, like it makes sense. It might as, I mean, especially if you, for instance, like look at the way uh, Sona Kamina was founded, like the whole shimmer going. No, you can only hug naked in the sun. <laughs> like I can, I can understand a guy sort of looking at that stuff and looking at, for instance, some of the promos. Um, uh, Shunma and Takeshita did together when they were tag champions and stuff like that. I think, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, like this is not uh, not a type of bond I'm ready for. 
Um, but uh, yeah, like joking aside, um, I think it's interesting. Like, um, so Tirata is obviously like he's a guy who's in many ways kind of integral to DDT, right? Like he's their main oh, yeah. wrestles objects guy, uh, which is like one of the most like well-known match types in DDT. Um, but he's never kind of like been at the very center of like any kind of you know. Uh, unit or big story so it's kind of going to be interesting to see like what kind of unit that's going to be and how that's going to change uh, his position in the company sort of yeah if he's serious about it i don't i don't <laughs> i don't really believe him believe that he's going to form a unit but like a a he wrote a unit can always just be him and his like imaginary friends like that's <laughs> that's the he wrote a unit uh but yeah I, I love this. Amazing, amazing, amazing extreme title match. I I love that Shuma has the title back because I I was very happy that he was the champion. Uh, Shuma immediately called out uh, Okutani after the match and wanted a rematch uh, from the match he got injured in. Uh, and unfortunately, before Hideki Okutani got the chance to uh, respond, MJ Paul attacked him from uh, the be behind, and I got immediately really worried. Uh, but they just set up a normal contendership match. MJ Paul versus Hideki Okutani on the February 7th uh, Shinjuku Face Show. The winner will be the number one contender for the Extreme title, and will face Shuma Katsumata at Judgment in March. Uh, that is the uh, retirement show of Yuki Sakaguchi. So it should be interesting. Uh, I I expect Okutani to win. I think it, we, what are we doing if we give, give MJ Paul a extreme title match at uh, Judgment? <laughs> Yannick, what do you think about the the, the normal contendership match? They obviously want to stretch out the title match and, you know, it's fine. Yeah. He, um, MJ Paul is terrible, but he wasn't in this position in ages. So, you know, you can do it again once in a while. That's yeah. fine. It's fine. I'm confident. Uh, and I'm yeah. so happy. You guys know Hideki and Shunma are my guys. And I was so crushed when Shunma got injured in their last title match. Yeah. Um, because, like, I was so excited for the weeks up until this, then, you know, something terrible like this happens. So for them to run it back is just very important to me personally. Yeah, I, I agree. Um... Then, on the next, the next match was the Dead or, the Dead or Alive versus Dead or Alive KOD six-man tag team title match. The loser team would stop calling themselves Dead or Alive. Danjo Godino, Yunakeyama, and Makuto Ishii defended against Hikaru Sato and Kazusara Higuchi and Ryoya Kamimura. Uh, a success, successful defense for the, the, DDT, the, the DDT version of Dead or Alive. Um, I don't remember the finish. Uh, this was Dino, a lot of Dino in this match. I thought it, I thought it was fine. The the whole match was just fine. I thought this match was very, very funny. Yeah, 
Kamamura was a big highlight. Oh, <laughs> uh, Rocky is Rocky is awesome. Yeah. Um. Nah, this match it's it's very short. Yeah, and that, that is the best part of it. It's gag after gag after gag, and um, Dino Akiyama and Doishi really work great together. Um, and they're a part of DDT that doesn't get talked about, but is very integral to the the whole company right now. Yeah, I'm glad they're champions. Yeah, it's 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 fine. Like I, I'm not, I I don't really care, <laughs> but, but like it's fine. Uh, uh, Uishi after match said that now we are dead or alive. Keep, uh, keep you guys are just three random dudes, <laughs> which in fact is kind of true. Uh, uh, then the big singles match came up next: Kanosuke Takeshita versus Naruki Doi. 10 minutes and 58 seconds of pure, fantastic pro wrestling here. God damn it. I love this match. This was Doi on his prime. Like, he came in to this match wanting to prove prove himself. Uh, And I think the goal of this match for him was to get uh, Tony Khan's... uh, No. To get the Keshto's boss to watch his match and see, oh, I should bring this guy in for to for a paycheck, <laughs> like a match, so that Doi could get a paycheck. Like I, Doi was so good in this match, and it was so clear that this was just here to showcase uh, both of these guys' talents, but of course to showcase that Doi still can put it put on and be one of the best wrestlers in the world still. Um, match immediately started with Doi throwing Takeshita outside. They did a brainbuster spot on the on the floor after two minutes of the match, maybe less than that. And yeah, they kept that speed for the whole match. And man, amazing stuff. Uh, Yannick, what do you think? Best Naruki Doi match in singles match in ages, for sure, for sure. Uh, I, I like after this match, I was like, okay, give him the Dreamgate back. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Uh, like, yeah. I tend to be a bit, um, a bit cold on his freelance work yeah. of the last two. Like, it was always to really good on a really consistent high level, but it never felt like effort. Yeah, it never it never felt like he cared about the match. That yes, this was and here here he cared. Like I I immediately like after two minutes of the match, I I um messaged a friend of mine and said who wasn't watching the show, who and I said like, uh, Doi is either he really wants to be booked in AEW or he's a really 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 big fan of Takeshita because he fucking cares about this match. <laughs> like, and it was true. Um, I This is my favorite match of the weekend. Uh, for me, this was... I've had, I have this over uh, the matches from Gate of Bayside and the rest of the matches on the show. I firmly love this match. And I haven't seen all of All Japan yet, so I can make that claim. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Amazing stuff. Uh, and this is exactly what I want Takeshita to do in DDT. 
Uh, this is the kind of matches I want him to do. No story, no no build, just him going out there to versus a legend or a vet, slash veteran and bringing out the the prime version of that veteran. And no no focus on his AEW stories. Just great wrestling, like Takeshita does. And I I like. And for and, and Doi easily can take the pin and, and not be hurt because he's Naruki Doi. It, it, it just this is the kind of stuff I want Takeshita to do when he comes over in DDT. And I'm what really... you are saying is you wa- only want to see him face outsiders, yes. basically. Yes. <laughs> um, which is great because his next um, opponent in DDT is Yuma Aoyagi. Yeah. Which is amazing. Um, so let's talk a bit about Yuma Aoyagi because on the 27th, yeah, there was yes, there was a tackling match. It's Yuma and Atsuki Aoyagi, their brothers, if you're not familiar, facing Konosuke Takeshita and Hideki Okatani in a tag match. That was really good. Yeah, really, uh... really good. I would actually say you should go out of your way and find that match. Yeah, that is definitely worth going to All Japan TV and watching. I am. Um, I I watched that uh, right before the show actually, uh, just to have just because I wanted to watch the the Kesta in Japan again before before the show. And man, uh, just really fun. Uh, definitely a different style than what this match was this match was like very expl- uh, it or in some ways kind of similar uh just because they in that match also they immediately went out flo- outside and brawled but i i re- i really liked both matches like Takashita, the the mvp of the weekend <laughs> but yeah uh good to see you Takashita. see you back in uh, march have fun uh, doing whatever you're doing on TV uh, in between them. Uh, then, <laughs> the next match was the KOD Openweight title match. Uh, Yuki Ueno making his first defense versus Yuki Naya. 23 seconds and 35... Uh, no, 23 minutes and, uh, and 35 seconds. Yuki Ueno wins. Uh, I don't remember the finish, but I think it was VR. Um, I said before this match started, I said during the build, that this match, Ueno will be on a mission to make both him and Naya look their best. And I think he accomplished that for me. I, I thought this was just a very, very good uh, main event and title match. I, and I thought Naya did very well, and uh, and Ueno really bumped his ass off for him, which was exactly what I wanted him to do. And I liked the early parts being like the story being like very much um, Naya countering the big high flying spots of Ueno, and I, I thought that was a very very cool thing to have in the early parts here. And then when the finishing, uh, like when the Ever since the moonsault from the from the corner to the outside, when they got back in from that, this match was just insane, and I thought it was a very very good uh, finishing stretch and like 
last like five, eight minutes of this match. Uh, Yannick, what do you think? I'm higher, as listeners of this show know, I'm higher on this uh, matchup and especially on Yukio Naya the most. But even for me, this totally over delivered. This is a positively great match. Yeah. Um, yeah. They perfectly played to nine ranks. Um, and he hit harder than usual. He played the big, mean guy perfectly. But at the same time, he showed so much heart. Um, and put obviously put his all in it into this. Um, and he lost in the twister, not in the WR. It was a submission. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He sure. tapped. He tapped, um, which adds a lot actually. Um, so the smaller Ueno couldn't, you know, couldn't work around the the size um, to hit his usual finish. Um, there are some kicks and and knees from Naya. At one point, he just kicks Ueno off the top rope to the yeah. outside. That was sick. That was so good. We popped so hard when we when we saw that. Um, I will it, definitely rewatch I, this match. I have, to ask, I have to ask because I know. You watched the show with Velke, our very yes. good friend. Uh, he has always been down on Yuki and Naya. No, he said it was a very good match. Okay, he liked this match? Yes. That that should tell you that this match was good, because he has always doubted Yuki and Naya. Like, every time he, uh, like, he has talked with me about DDT, which he uh, watches very, very little of, he always... Nowadays, he was a big fan. He used yeah, to he be was a big fan. fan. He was a very big fan. Uh, when I, uh, but yeah, he always has said said that Yuki and I had never, uh, like, he had never seen anything in Yuki and I. And I, I'm glad that he liked this uh, because that should tell you that even the Naya doubters will like this match. Uh, and I know a lot of people are just refuse to believe that Naya can get better, but he this this was great. <laughs> You watch this match, please. <laughs> um, uh, and um, for me, this set up. You uh, do you have more to say about the in ring? No, not about the in ring. Okay. I would have went on a bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, this really sets up Yuki Ueno's uh, title raid really well. I felt I think this is a fantastic first defense for him, and it really set like for me. It really sets up his the rest of his year. Uh, very good because you could see here that he's on a mission to kind of prove to everyone that he is the the top guy in this company, and he 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 kind of he says he says in the in the match that the naysayers can say anything anymore and anything any anymore about you, uh, Naya. You are very good. You've improved a lot, which is true, and. The whole uh, next challenger thing here, where he fought. So, the, it was announced earlier on the show that on the Sona Kamina Pro show on February 14th, 
Yuki Ueno will face Don Chukudino in a singles match. And uh, in a special singles match. And the the GM came in and said, Ueno, great defense. Your next challenge is on on Judgment March 17. And Ueno immediately said, no, I... I want to defend this belt against Dino on February 14th on the produce show. Um, I'll, I'll do the March belt, but I really want this match. And Takagi came out and was firmly against Dino challenging for the title and said that this doesn't, we shouldn't do that. Dino, Dino style is not worthy of the KOD. All of that kind of stuff. And I really loved Ueno's promo where he's, he was like, no, I need to face Don Gugino because I want to showcase DDT. I want to bring, I want, whenever it's a DDT show, people are going to be interested in DDT and I want to bring DDT style to everyone of these people. Whether it's in, uh, in Sumo Hall, Corrigan Hall, it doesn't matter. I will do it. And I will do it in even in such a small building as Shinjuku face. And in the end, Takagi allowed it. And man, the promo Dino gave when he he thanked Ueno uh, uh, for it, and he really like was he 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 was kind of like treating it like uh, don't forget about me. I really I was I held this title before. Don't I. I know this is the ba- best way to go for- forward for DDT to have the new generation hold the belts, but I really want it back. Uh, like, all of this. So great. I love this promo. And it really sets Ueno up so well as the top guy of the company and the champion. I love this idea of him wanting to pre- present every part of DDT to the audience. And that's why he's going to defend it against Dr. Gudino. I think they are actively building an ace. Yeah. Because, you know, out of this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but, like, not others the necessity and. Um, I love how against each other um, face-to-face and talking. Their true feelings. Dino was crying. Yeah. And it spoke... He was starting to cry. He was starting to cry when he heard Ueno fight for the match. Yeah. Um, No, he even, even cried a bit when he came to the ring when he got called out. Yeah. This is this is not just this is not just um building you know matches and a lot of variety into it to be interesting. This is building up Weno as a character and as a representation of DDT and as the good force to who wants to represent um, all of that, while also being the clear 
not favor the clear good guy and the clear force um, yeah. for the future, which is exactly what they need. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm very happy uh, with the with this promo with this whole segment um, of the amazing match, and after th- this all came to a close, we don't know who will challenge on Judgment, which is probably for the better, so, you know, they can build up something. Yeah. Um, But, like, right now, we don't know. It's just uh, the Dino match is set up. And even then, when it was all said and done, Bueno took the mic and still gave a shout-out again to Yuki Onaya. Yeah, we are we are really seeing a a he he feels like the central character of the sh- of the promotion, and that was just because I didn't feel that way before this match and this promo. Now I do. That that is how fast it can change for someone. Um, and I I am really I'm so looking forward to the rest of the year for Reno because I. I I feel like they have something special in the works here. Um, I'm worried that they they will uh, they will uh, give it back to the cash or something if that's the Peter Pan main event. I there are worries, but I I trust Ueno and I I am firmly behind him as champion right now, and I really like this end to the show. And for for all of it, I thought this, uh, outside of the crowd being very dead, I thought this show was very, very special. I thought it was a pretty good show. Yeah, I have nothing to add anymore. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, that is DDT. Uh, of course, of course, uh, it, on the 7th, the next big DDT show will be uh, Yuki Sakaguchi's retirement show, which of course will be a very a big emotional moment, and that will be the next time we talk about DDT shows, uh, the DDT sh- uh, shows currently. But next weekend we will have a big retrospective episode on Yuki Sakaguchi's uh, career, and uh, yeah, I think that's it for the show. Which is good. My throat is giving out. <laughs> yes. Hey, I uh, thank you. I don't know if you're still here after all the DDT yeah, talk, <laughs> but thank you for coming on. We really needed a third uh, view on Gate of Bayside, and uh, you brought a lot of insight, and I love that. Um, thank you. It was a it was a long time coming to have you on on our on our main show. That is true. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, for it out. And uh, yeah. I, I just want to say I'm really sorry for rambling so much. Like, that's the main reason I'm not that often like on podcasts. <laughs> but uh, do your plugs. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, uh, check out the Five Star Network uh, <laughs> um, website as well at fivestarnetwork.co. We've got uh, two Dragon Gate interviews upcoming, one of which I uh, just 
just yesterday actually finished the questions for. It's going to be a really wild inf interview with types of questions and probably types of answers you're not going to be able to get anywhere else. Uh, you, you can probably guess who it's going to be with. Um, and this another one that's a little bit more normal um, <laughs> for the non-nerds among you. So uh, look forward to that. Um, you can also, if for some reason you found this episode without knowing too much about Dragon Gate, uh, check out my beginner's guide to Dragon Gate on the site. Yes, Th this <laughs> is perfect. The, the week you dropped the beginner's guide, you, you are on our show. That is, I didn't think about that. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a great uh, beginner's guide. I I sent it to a lot of friends that aren't into Dragon Gate. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. I hope it's I hope it's helpful. Uh, if there's like some inform like important information missing, that anyone notices, feel free to tell me on the Five Star Network Discord, which you can join <laughs> via the site. Um, and yeah, I oh also if we're gonna plug another site, if you're interested in Ueno, you know, as a champion and like his view. Also, before he briefly become before he became champion, uh, I've got an interview with him uh, on Wrestle In, so you can check that out as well. Thank you very much for having me. No, thank you. Um, Yannick, final words. Um, I would say go watch Gone Pro, but it's kind of hard when they don't run. So, so go I watch say, yes, go watch the Calico Gauntlet. From the Tekken yeah. Produce show, it is the definitive match of the year. <laughs> Definitely go watch the Catmas Calico uh, uh, Gauntlet because it was a star-making performance for her. Uh, but yeah, uh, we, me, and Velke will probably record sometimes, be, sometime between now and the next time uh, Dramatic Dream Dragons record uh, if all the shows are out. <laughs> But so yeah, the definitely actress stage uh, January review coming up soon. But yeah, that is that has been me. I uh, I appeared on um, I was a guest on the big Kaiju Puro podcast from uh, far uh, six uh, six to ten percent, <laughs> uh, and, mm -hmm. and that was on YouTube, and I think it's on Spotify also. We talked a lot about uh, the current uh, happenings in uh, Puro. A lot of, uh, I of course was invited on to help help them preview Dragon, uh, Dragon Gate and DDT for this weekend, so uh, listen to my before uh, thoughts about those shows. Um, but we also talked Max Hart, uh, TGPW Max Hart, Okada's last Cork and Hall match, All Japan, and so much more. So definitely check that out because I had a lot of fun recording with those guys and helping them out with that. Uh, but yeah, other than that, thank you. Uh, as always, until next time, be ready, wake up, and go.